Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. HudsonRiverRadio.com. A subsidiary of Glacier Entertainment, LLC. Potentially successful multi-hundred dollar corporation. Stuff, stuff, stuff and stuff. History and stuff and stuff. People, people, someone's name. History and sports. Big disaster, someone's name. Stuff and stuff and stuff and stuff. History, someone's name. Something I don't know. Famous guy, movie star. Don't know who these people are. Stuff and stuff and history. Yelling really loud at me. Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll. This is the rock and roll history show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll History Show. You guys all right over there? Yeah, that That's was a good. Perfect summation of the song. <laughs> I, 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 like, I like that version better. <laughs> I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Fair enough. So, welcome back to the Rock and Roll History Show, everybody. I'm Brian Horowitz. Today, tonight is part three of Classical Ripoffs. Mm-hmm. Last week, we uh, waded slowly into yes. the world of culture. For the first time in like three years. Okay. <laughs> so we're doing it two weeks in a row, but we're going to tread very lightly. And uh, I think we're going to have a good uh, time. Speak, I think speak, so. speak for yourself. Uh-uh. All right, fair enough. Neil's going to cannonball. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we have four treads and one cannonball. But before we hop in, of course, allow me to introduce all the cram bones joining us here tonight. First and foremost, from the Richter Observatory, he started putting a tape measure under his bed to see how long he slept. Neil oh. Richter is here. Oh. Hi, Neil. Oh. Oh. Wow. Wow. Oh. oh, boy. Hey, everybody. Oh, that hi. hi, Neil. From How's Paranormally Yours, uh, she believes that every zoo is a petting zoo if you try hard enough. Gail Newcomb is here. Hi, yes, Gail. I will, I will end up getting killed someday because of petting something I shouldn't. Well, if you know that, just don't. Maybe I wouldn't mind getting eaten by a tiger or something. I mean, you, know. you say that now, <laughs> while you're while you're being eaten, it might not be so pleasant. Yeah, <laughs> a- a- after that first bite, it's like, oh, maybe yeah. I should reconsider this. If that happens, yeah. uh, just group the text. Let us know. All yeah, right. yeah, please. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Joining us here, joining us here in the studio. He thinks it's really sad that dragons can never blow out their birthday candles. Kelly's here. Hi, John. Hey, Brian. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Good to see y'all. <laughs> and, of course, from her secret bunker, she recently learned that Billy Joel got fired from McDonald's because 
He didn't start the fryer. Oh, Go Becky Weissman. Hi, wow. Becky. No. Hey. Happy Friday, everybody. Hey. Uh, Mercedes is unfortunately not with us again this week. She is participating in a science experiment to see how long it takes giraffes to throw up. Right. And apparently it takes longer than they thought, so she couldn't make oh. it. Uh, wow. Maybe she'll be back next time. Maybe. Right? That's- okay. Shall we jump right in? <laughs> I don't know. Is there anybody out there trying to envision a giraffe trying to throw up? I Can just want to imagine. Know. I, I'm, <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to get rid of that. I <laughs> am so I just sketch that out of my head. <laughs> I, I have I have the mind of probably a four year old when it comes to being visual. Mm-hmm. So every single thing you just said just showed up in my mind. Okay, I wonder if giraffes make the same sounds as cats do. Oh, like you yeah, know the like hair, hairball noises, yeah. And then they run right over to the edge of your carpet. Oh yeah, with their feet on the floor and their face over the dogs, carpet. Dogs, dogs yeah. make that same sound. Even hundred pound dogs, yeah. I know that from experience. Yeah. So I would think if if a giraffe does that, you have a little bit more warning. You can scoot them. Well, you probably you probably wouldn't be able to hear it. At least somebody my height wouldn't. I don't because know. It's, it's, its head is like all the way up there. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, you'd have to live in a pretty big house to have, have a, a giraffe. giraffe. It'd yeah. be pretty hard to scoot them over onto the massively hardwood. cathedral yeah, ceilings. The, that's what I was going to say. You have to have cathedral ceilings in every room, or yes. at least, or a lot of a lot of sunlights, so they can just <laughs> pop up and down. <laughs> you know, bring your head down, walk over to the dining room, boop, up, back up the other one. I've never never considered having a giraffe as a pet. That that's I'll have to think about. No, that. I don't know if I don't know yeah, if they I could be I don't know if they could be house trained, so I just Probably don't know. not. Yeah. <clears throat> think of How the do size you feed them? You have to throw the food to them. You know, I was um several years ago, uh I went to Park Safari in Quebec, which was oh. not far from where I lived, and I was a chaperone. This was Actually, eight. This was probably thirty years ago, and my sister was three years old, and her preschool took this trip to Park Safari, Aww. and I went as a chaperone driving, and um, I had the window open because you drive through the park, and the animals can, like, I guess, stick their heads in and you pet them or whatever. I, I that seems exactly. like a great idea. I oh, want to. Yeah. I want to <laughs> do go that. Wrong, I right? want to. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I'll probably lose an so, arm, but mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So what went wrong was that I had three three-year-olds in the back, and I had this box of granola bars in the driver's seat. Next oh to me. no! Mm, so that's a problem. This, I think it was a camel, if I remember correctly, and it just like took the whole box in its mouth, and I said, "Hey, give me that back!" You know, and I'm trying to grab it back and I thought maybe I don't want it back if it's already been in this camel's yeah. mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean this animal Well now it's a principle of a thing. thing. Some Canadian camel stealing your granola bar. Are you gonna let that go? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. They're Canada for I was I yeah, I was kinda surprised. I didn't see that coming at all and I was kinda shocked, you know, that the animal would come and, you know, just eat the entire box. That's funny. Contents. Yeah, they're they're pretty but, big. <laughs> so you know, I could visualize a giraffe throwing up. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you know their camel friends are eating cardboard, and stuff, <laughs> I, I could. I wonder I if the camel called his friend over. Mike, yeah. Mike, 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 Mike. Oh <laughs> God! Oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, and uh, I'm assuming that was the last time you were chaperone for anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I think some so, poor and- zookeeper had to had to clean up all the wrappers that probably yeah. made a journey. Mm-hmm. And I was also going to say there was some there was some vomiting involved in the story too, but it wasn't the animal. No. Oh, oh my god! And it wasn't me. That's my why I don't. Oh, that's she good. Got car sick all the time. That's why I don't have kids. Yeah, they, they get car. Because of the camel part or the no? The, oh, okay. Because no. the camel part you can fix. I could clean up and have cleaned up probably every bodily fluid imaginable from an animal. But for some reason, the idea of doing that for a human just makes me ill. Uh, yeah. 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 It takes a special kind of person to do that kind of work. It certainly does. And that's, I would agree. Well, there's no shortage of opportunities with children because they they do throw up quite frequently. They do. <laughs> Again, they do. that's why I don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the animal, you know, animals, you expect it. You know, yes. like you just said, they're fur balls and different things, things they're not, they're eating, they're not supposed to eat. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. There you go. Should we hop in? Let's just hop Let's in. We already went so far off the yeah. rails. Yeah, Let's really. Do it. So, all, well, that's just normal for us. We're going to kick mean, off Classical Ripoffs Part 3 with Neil this week. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I've got my resident... Uh, oh! Assistant there. there oh, he is. hello. So cute. Anyway, there you go. Oh, he's tearing off my headphones. Okay. <laughs> all right, I'm back. Cute kitty. For all the people on uh, who aren't watching the video that that was my cat <laughs> um okay so yeah classical ripoffs this one i wouldn't say is a ripoff i mean I, it's a straight up uh cover you know there they there is no pretense of masking where it came from in fact they use the same name the song i've chosen <laughs> is called in the hall of the mountain king now it was written by edvard grieg and it's performed by the Electric Light Orchestra. So they, they didn't really change anything. They mm-hmm. just rocked the heck out of it. Now, let's get into it. The uh, In the Hall of the Mountain King is a piece of orchestral music. Say it was written by composer Edvard Grieg in 1875. Grieg was a Norwegian composer and pianist. He was born in 1843. His music is part of the standard worldwide repertoire of classical music. His integration of Norwegian folk music into his compositions brought the music of Norway to international consciousness, and he helped develop their national music identity. He's also considered one of the most important of the Romantic era composers. Okay, now the hall in the Hall of the Mountain King was originally used as music for Henrik Ibsen's, and that's not Henry Gibson. (laughs) A poem by Henry Gibson. No, Henrik Ibsen, his 1867 play, Pier Gint. Did I say that right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Pier? That's correct. (laughs) Okay. Its recognizable theme helped raise it to iconic status in popular culture. And it's also been arranged by many other artists, as I say, coming up, ELO. But why don't we give a listen now to the original, or at least a little part of it, in the Hall of the Mountain King. (laughs) 
Yeah, everybody everybody knows that now, right? Yeah, of course. Knows. Oh yeah, I've heard that before. A powerful know. piece. Very much yeah. so. I was I was uh, we were saying I th- thought it was from uh, or used in the uh, Walt Disney uh, classic Fantasia, and I. I think it was, right? That it was, was uh, yeah. 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 And Ren and Stimpy. And of Ren course and Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> you, know, you idiot. Hey. <laughs> that, uh, and I fan- think in Ren and Stimpy it's when they're like when they're sneaking and tiptoeing, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. M- music to skulk around it's by. The motif. It's there you the go. sneaking motif. Mm-hmm. Pure Gint. I don't remember exactly where it was in Fantasia, but that whole thing was just like crazy psychedelic and i didn't see it when i was like a kid but i did see it later in my my, my psychedelic phase shall i say <laughs> already uh, in, the, in, in the theater you know and not not on on uh, you know home video or anything in the theater as it was you know meant to be so so everybody knows that so mm-hmm. along comes the electric light orchestra or ELO. They were and are, I guess, an English rock band formed in Birmingham in 1970, whose core were songwriters and multi-instrumentalists Jeff Lynne and Roy Wood, along with drummer Bev Bevan. The three were, at the time, also members of uh, the final incarnation of the band The Move, who had been successful in the UK during the late 1960s. And ELO was formed out of Lynn and Wood's desire to create modern rock music with classical overtones where orchestral instruments would be the main focus instead of the traditional electric guitars. Or, as Roy Wood put it, to pick up where the Beatles left off. Now, after recording two albums, Wood left the band in 1972 and Lynn became the band. Uh, the band's sole leader, writing, arranging, and producing nearly all of the band's original material. Now, ELO's rendition of In the Hall of the Mountain King, that comes from their third studio LP, aptly titled On the Third Day. And it was released in the U.S. in November of 1973 on United Artist Records and in the U.K. in December of 73 on Warner Brothers. It failed to enter the UK charts at the time, but it did reach number 52 in the US. But as we know, things would get a little better for ELO. But right now, let's hear their rendition of In the Hall of the Mountain King.
I think they did a pretty good job on it, don't you? I, uh, oh my I goodness, so. that, yeah. just, that was that was fantastic. Just no. reminded the wah wah pedal. I love that. Yeah, just reminded <sighs> me of why I love ELO. Mm-hmm. Well, that um, actually, even as when they were still the move, they had they hinted at what you know they would uh, what they would become as ELO even before Jeff Lynne. Uh, joined, you know, joined in at, uh, with the move, which was the whole idea was to, to switch over. You know that it wasn't, uh, it was all planned out mm-hmm. that they would, you know, they would phase out of the move and into Electric Light Orchestra. But uh, even um, say before Jeff Lynne joined the band, uh, the move with uh, Roy Wood put out an album called Shazam, and on it there's a rather lengthy song. It's called Cherry Blossom Clinic which they had actually recorded a few years earlier, but they expanded it and, and they added on uh, a, a whole tag of all sorts of different classical uh, songs done with, you know, rock instruments. They didn't have the, uh, the cellos or the, or the violins or anything. They played it all on electric guitars and bass and, and, and those thunderous drums, which just, that makes it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when Jeff Lynne joined and it was still the move, they also you know did some songs um, that had a lot more uh, like orchestral sound to it. Uh, a song called um, "Message from the Country," which you know just has this bombastic uh, classical sound to it. So they were they were heading in that direction, and um, and I say that was their third album. Now they released their fourth album, ELO, that is which was like a concept album. It was called El Dorado that came out in 1974. And they released a single from that album. It was called Can't Get It Out of My Head. And that Mm -hmm. became their first U.S. top 10 hit. They followed that up with Face the Music in 1975. That produced two hit singles, Evil Woman and Strange Magic. But it was their sixth album, the platinum-selling a new world record that they released in 1976 that would put them over the top and catapult them into international superstardom. So, of course, Jeff Lynne would go on to join the Traveling Wilburys with Bob Dylan, George Harrison, Tom Petty, and Roy Orbison. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd also achieve fame as a producer in, on his own, on his own right. He actually produced... Uh, some Roy Orbison's. I think the last, the last recordings album. Yeah. by yeah. Roy Orbison. He finished it uh, after Roy had died. He actually went in and finished him up posthumously yeah. and released it. So yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it was the hit or the single was uh, "You Got you It." You got it. Yep. Uh, yeah. And so yeah, no, so yeah, they ended up doing okay. Yellow and Jeff Lynn, you know, became. You know, he, he did all right. Yeah. And he's he's kept the hairstyle the whole time. <laughs> yeah. No, that that makes me jealous. That's that's the part that makes me jealous. Not not his success, but the hair. Yeah. Cuz I I used to have hair like him and now I don't. <laughs> well, you know what? He may not either. He may take it off and hang it up yes, at the end exactly. of the night. So I, really I would know. not. Yeah. I I that's okay. He he can he can afford a wig. I can afford a you know, a cap. <laughs> I actually, I got, I actually got to see uh, ELO uh, live a couple of times uh, in New York City. Uh, one time it was at Lincoln Center, at uh, which you know, pretty appropriate. At uh, was then called Philharmonic Hall. I think it got several name changes: Avery Fisher, mm-hmm. whatever. And and that was in uh, in 1973. And 
that was yeah, again before the the, the mega stardom mm-hmm. um, you know came and then I got to see him again at Brian's favorite venue in New York <laughs> his favorite the Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. <laughs> that was in 1977 and yeah they had already you know they they were you know they were big time by then they had mm-hmm. laser lights and that was I'm talking this is 77 so laser right. lights and the whole you know it was quite a stage production and um oddly enough i i didn't find myself in any uh, i didn't get any any fist fights there at, at madison square garden but uh, oh, so they didn't have any so, canadians uh, yeah but i did get chased by an usher <laughs> because i was I, I was doing drugs so <laughs> oh, oh, all right geez. well <laughs> i think the statute of limitations is is over by now so i can admit this i think you're right (laughs) i didn't actually get in a fight (laughs) okay i know but i like to exaggerate for comedic effect yeah and i didn't have anybody chasing me either so i think i think we're even i think we're even although i I say that uh i I must commend you brian on your your uh, composure there as we were enjoying the concert you know when you're nose to nose with an idiot you just yes you just watch the show. What else can you do? You do. And uh, for our Canadian friends out there, we don't blame all of you. Oh, no. Just those four. Just those four, yes. And <laughs> Justin Trudeau for sending them. Yes. Okay, well, so I, five. I have to say, in my defense in my defense of being... Here we are. How many people does Madison Square Garden hold? You know what? Yeah, 20,000-ish. 20,000, 30,000. This is 1977. Everybody was taking drugs, okay? Uh, of course. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I was like, where is this? Where is this? Why was I picked out out Mm -hmm. of 30,000 people to be the one they chased for taking drugs? Mm -hmm. I ask you. I don't know. Did you look like the slowest? Maybe I looked like (laughs) the The easiest to catch. No, I I got away. I got away fast. (laughs) All right. Which wasn't easy because I was messed up. Mm. By the way, um, and, and it, it added to the experience of the light show and the sound too. But I, I, bet. I can imagine Neil. Neil. Uh, Neil. I got to say that uh, Brian was was very close. He was only off by seven hundred and eighty nine people. Oh, okay. Okay. What did Tw- I say? You said twenty thousand. Okay. And it's twenty thousand due to the magic of Google. Mm-hmm. It is twenty thousand seven hundred and eighty-nine. Oh my right. goodness! Oh. Wow! And, and, and I was the one out of that. <laughs> but I never win the jelly bean jar. No, no, <laughs> never. No. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. No. Oh, yep. Guess the number of jelly yeah. beans oh, in the jar. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, yes, uh-huh. yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> just that blank look you were it giving just, me. I, you know what, Brian? <laughs> It's been a long week, you know. I've just uh, so you know. Forgive I, I, me. I know. I, I never think in a straight line either. So no, 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 no. I should well, know better. I, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking in a straight line at the. No, Yellow you were. Ocean. You no. were trying. You couldn't run in a straight line. No, I, I, I was. I, I was running in. Yeah, but yeah. Was, they didn't. They didn't catch me though. Oh, oh that's okay. Good. Very good. Uh, to be a fly on the wall and to see that that <laughs> Neil at that time in his life. Well, you know it was. It, you, you missed it, and I don't. So, <laughs> it was, it was, they tell me I had a good time, but I'm, you know. There you go. There you go. I'm, I'm all right now. I'm all right now. All right. Uh, any more to add, or 
No, that's pretty good. much it. Uh, I think that was what, what, what was what was at the beginning of of uh, the ELO version? They, they do like an intro, and I've been trying to figure out where that I, was from. I that's not think, from the original. That's not that's no, not that Greek. sounds like the beginning of the William Tell yeah. overture. I'm not Could sure be. though. Becky, can you, you play it? I can't. I'll have to listen to it. Let me play the beginning again. Again, the beginning. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. There it is. That's the beginning of the William Tell overture. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. So there's a, a little added bonus of of classical culture. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, I, I, I mean, I've heard that a thousand times, yeah, too. Yeah, you but recognize I, it, but then it's but so like, out of where place. Is it? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Very it's cool. like you hear it so many times, you don't really remember right. what it is. You know? yep. it's like, oh, Which Bugs you know. Bunny did I hear that from? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Pretty much Ren and Stimpy. Or Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you, we all became... We all became, uh, you know, classical aficionados thanks to Bugs Bunny mm, and absolutely. the Road Runner and all of those. Yeah, watch Bugs Bunny that. driving that opera singer <laughs> bananas. Yes, <laughs> just classic it's, to the point where he takes his banjo and smashes, smashes it. Over it. His head. <laughs> oh, love that. You, you can't get better than that. Yep. No cartoon today can top it. <laughs> all right. What a maroon. Had some what awesome... a dope. What was that, Becky? Smurfs. The Smurfs. Okay. And a lot of Schubert and, uh, <laughs> the, you know, whenever Gargamel came up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So go check out Smurfs gonna and hear some now. Schubert. All right. I'm going to have to do that as well. We'll have to do our homework, folks. That's homework for the weekend. <laughs> there you go. And maybe, I feel like Night on Bald Mountain was in there, but I can't remember. But I distinctly remember Schubert mm-hmm. at the Gargamel parts. When they went to Gargamel's castle. All right. All right. Did anybody else watch the Smurfs? Or? I, I was uh, religious after my time. Little, a little too old to yeah. watch Smurfs. Although I guess. It was after my time, Becky. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess it could have been. Out. But... You know, it's not just about these cute little blue people who live in mushrooms. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> that I can relate to. Right. I, I, I come uh, from now the... you got his attention. Ah, <laughs> I think I was one of those. <laughs> They're cute. They're blue. They lived in mushrooms. Yep. And then Gargamel was the evil wizard who had a cat named Azrael. And he was always trying to catch them and eat them. I come from the day of uh, coyotes getting uh, hammered with anvils and blown yeah, up with TNT. Yeah, the, 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 the Acme yeah. Anvil Company. Yes, exactly. And the or, uh, Bugs Bunny chomping on a carrot and, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, what's or, up, Doc? Yeah. Who was I the guy Bugs with the Bunny shotgun, too. you know, and he... Yosemite. Oh, yeah, uh, Yosemite. Yosemite. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And Bugs Bunny was a great conductor, I have to say. He oh, was. absolutely. He was conducting. The best. his baton. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Big giant feet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> awesome. All right. We're going to take our first really quick break and we're going to be back with some more culture. <laughs> culture. Oh. Can't even say it. So, so stick long. around. We will be right back. Hey, what's up from the station that reaches the beaches? You're listening to HudsonRiverRadio.com. Oh, baby. What the hell are you doing? Hey everybody, Neil Richter here. Did you know you can sub Did you know you can now subscribe to all of Hudson River Radio's podcasts and are always available right in our Hudson River Radio app. You can hear our podcasts anytime and anywhere. You can also sponsor one of our shows to get your message heard locally and around the world. Just shoot us an email at info at oh, sh- just shoot an eight. Oh, 
shooting a, shoot my a, just shoot an email to info at hudsonriverradio.com and we'll get you started. That's info at hudsonriverradio.com. Subscribe to the Richter Observatory on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. This concludes the first part of this cassette. Please turn the cassette over and begin again on side two. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gail Newcomb from Paranormally Yours here. Seen any weird-looking creatures lately? I mean, besides your co-workers, family, and friends. The Hudson Valley actually is said to have its own water monster, and even possibly Sasquatch. Or is it something else? Join me, Gail Newcomb, for Paranormally Yours. We'll be exploring the unexplained and the mysterious from all around the Hudson Valley. Join me for Paranormally Yours on HudsonRiverRadio.com. Subscribe to Paranormally Yours on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is HudsonRiverRadio.com. And welcome back to the Rock and Roll History Show. Tonight, it's uh, part three of Classical Ripoffs. Mm-hmm. We're up to Gail. All right. So the classical piece I chose uh, is what a lot of people think of. They get scared when they hear this piece. They think of Phantom of the Opera. I love it because I love Bach and the Baroque Mm -hmm. style of music. Um, It's Toccata and Fugue in D minor. And so many people get scared when they hear this because, again, it's kind of spooky sounding. But if you've ever heard this performed live on a pipe organ... I promise you, you won't be scared. You'll be drooling because ugh, when when somebody can play this well, it is just beyond awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, if because let me tell you, it takes precision because some of this, some of these notes are so quick, and if you don't do them right, it would mm-hmm. sound terrible. Um, it was written by Johann Sebastian Bach. And they and it was written for organ. They don't know exactly when mm-hmm. it was written. Uh, it could have been written as early as 1704 or mm-hmm. as late as sometime in the 1750s. So let's hear this okay. to start us off. All right, I'll check it out. Thank you. 
Yes, that piece gives me chills, but in a very, very good way. What an organ piece. I, I just have visions of myself sitting in a massive cathedral in Europe and just hearing this play, you know? It's just... That would be a wonderful experience. I once heard it performed at the Cadet Chapel at West Point. Oh, that must have been amazing. It totally blew me away. Absolutely just, ugh, delicious. The the floor rumbling from a pipe organ. Yeah, just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Playing on the lower end of the spectrum, you kind of like that, right, Becky? Yes, the low pedals. (laughs) And also, for all the rest of the nerds out there, I just wanted to throw out that Takata um, is is to touch so this is kind of like this was like a (laughs) warm-up so (laughs) if you if you are drooling you know anybody out there i know john you were talking about you know oh wow this is you know this is so hard yeah it's really hard it is for sure but also it was just like the organist's warm-up so can you imagine yeah um yeah so, no, I anyway. can't imagine actually, but yes, mm-hmm. I just I can't that kind imagine of thing, being that, coordinated enough. Yeah, that kind of talent is just totally escapes me. Yes, <laughs> I, yeah, Bach I, was like, well, I think I'm just gonna warm up here with a little yeah. <laughs> something here, a little little toccata. Yeah, I'll write it out. Okay. Well, I think <laughs> it's, it's, sometimes things like that really do. It's it's it, yes, it requires practice and study. I get all that, but also I do think some people do have an innate talent for certain things. Yes, absolutely. And it just that that just helps enhance their their knowledge and their study and their practice so. mm-hmm. yeah. all i know it, it tugs on my halloween heartstrings That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh yeah i think <clears throat> that october will be it's here another um like popular culture thing that we hear this a lot at halloween you know so it's, it's right, kind of right. one of those constructs that i think um popular culture puts on this particular piece of music by yes. throwing it out at halloween mm-hmm. so meh huh. That's a shame, but hey, well, because Dracula never gets old. played the pipe organ in some of the movies. Yeah, that, but that he, yes. he never, but he never played Toccata and Fugue. That was right, a, but, that was a Phantom of the Opera thing. I, I, I was going to say, a, like Phantom of the Opera, also. He yeah, did, yes, but, but I'm, I don't know. I don't remember in the novel if he played if Dracula played. I read that many years ago, but you know, some of the knockoff Dracula movies, he does play the yes. organ. Mm-hmm. So I think the just, Count played just, the organ. The Count played the organ. Yes, yeah, he right. did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you know he was a vampire? I did not. <laughs> he was he was an organist too. That, I that's thought the... he was an organ playing count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just that was it. Like this cool purple count played didn't the organ. Didn't you get? Didn't you see the teeth, Becky? Yeah, you the know? fangs. It's I like... somehow missed it. <laughs> oh my goodness! The cape, the, the yeah. Romanian accent. Yes, yeah. right. Everybody from Romania is a. Vampire, right? I think so. Too? I might be wrong. Didn't he have about a that. monocle? No, no, I don't no. think so. Are you sure? Hmm. I don't know. No, we'll I have didn't. to see. I let's let's pull up. I have to look it up. The I don't remember. I know Mr. Peanut that. did. Yes, Mr. Peanut did, <laughs> but not. Yeah, the, but not... did but he, did he play the organ? No, I don't. No, think. not that I know. Not with of. those legs. Mm-mm. No, wait, let's see. Did he have a monocle? Yes, he did. Oh did my he goodness. really? See that? That's wow. why they noticed the teeth because I was too busy, like in awe of this monocle. Wow! Never argue with Becky ever. <laughs> <laughs> but those teeth, the cape, yeah, that's yeah. Like, the, the accent, pretty obvious. Other, other to context me. clues. Yes, that's all right. We're off. We're uh, but then, here. but then I'm like the the paranormal crazy person, so. <laughs> Of course, I'm going to notice something like that. Mm-hmm. I I missed it. I just knew he was purple. <laughs> Played the organ. He was cool. 
Well, Becky, I'm glad you have finally been able to solve the mystery. Yes. Yes, and see, I was right about the monocle. You were. You were right about the monocle, but he was a monocle-wearing... Vampire. Vampire. Yeah, when yes. you have a monocle, you know, that, that can take away from your vampire fangs because the monocle is, is really alluring. Well, you you got to see where you're biting. You, know, you got you to... Yeah. None of this, like, Vun and, you know, all that kind of stuff, that didn't, that didn't ring, you know? No? The what? Like, his accent when he would count. That didn't... He was, he was Count Von Count. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Anyway... Poor Becky. <laughs> Moving on. W- wasn't, wasn't there a rock song that you... Yes, uh, I was oh, just about to, oh, to yeah. get awesome. to that. Um, the rock song that I chose that mm-hmm. sa- samples this piece a little bit, um, it's called Plug In Baby, and it's a song by the English alternate rock band Muse. M-U-S-E, not M-E-W-S. Okay. It's an inspiration, not a stable. Uh, it was the song. It was released as the lead single from their second album, mm-hmm. which is called "Origin of Symmetry." Now, this album was released in the UK and Europe in two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. Now they were on um, the record label Mushroom, but. Soon after they released the album over there, they left the label, and so somehow the album didn't get released here in the U.S. until 2005. Wow. (laughs) So that must have been a little bit weird. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's the opening guitar riff that kind of... uh, you know, is, is similar to the Chicada part from Chicada and Fugue in D minor. And I also so found out a little note. It also draws from the beginning of Samuel Barber's Adagio for Strings. Ooh, very yeah. nice. So Gotta let's, hear this. Yeah, let's give a listen.
So that's some pretty fancy guitar work, no? It is. Yeah. That end, yeah. oh my God, for someone like me, that ending where the wires are disconnected, it's like... Uh, no. Driving you nuts, oh right? <laughs> oh, that, 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 that is that, instantly stress-inducing. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I, the, the guitar, I, I could do without the vocals, personally. You know, to be honest. Well, his but, his know. falsetto does get a little bit annoying after a while, but, um, but but the guitar sound I thought was really cool. That's delicious. Uh, the members of the band, uh, Matthew Bellamy, is the one that does the lead vocals and plays the guitar. Christopher Wollstenholm mm -hmm. is the bass player, and he does um, backing vocals, and Dominic Howard is the drummer. Ah, okay. Cool. I like that. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I like that. It was buried. You have to look for it. Yeah, you yeah. have to like it. Yeah. It's another one of those where you really have to think about it yeah. and listen, you mm -hmm. know? Very cool. I like that. Well, definitely, yeah, right. you could hear it in the intro. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Very cool. All right, Gail. I okay. like that one. Excellent. Thanks. We have one more to go, uh, but first we're going to take our second quick okay. break, and we will be right back. HudsonRiverRadio.com Hi, this is Big Jim Wheeler. You know, I grew up on a farm as a kid, and, well, back in those days, we didn't have much TV to watch. So as a family, we'd sit around the radio, and we'd listen to those old shows. Well, I've become a huge fan of those classic radio shows, and I'm thrilled to share my personal collection of original broadcast recordings with you. Well, we got old Western superheroes, classic stories. Oh, we got them all. Check out Hudson River Radio's Classic Radio Theater. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss a show. This is Big Jim Wheeler signing off and hoping you enjoy the show. Subscribe to Classic Radio Theater on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Mercedes Kent. Join me for The Silver Screen with Mercedes Kent, a weekly talk show about films, celebrities, and all things entertainment. Big Jim and I will catch you up on the current top ten in the movie theaters, interview some people in the biz, and fill you in on what is hot. So come have fun with us right here on HudsonRiverRadio.com. Entertainment ensues. Subscribe to The Silver Screen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. HudsonRiverRadio.com. Once the mics are hot, you can't stop. And welcome back to the Rock and Roll History Show. We have one more classical ripoff to, to go tonight. So I think we did okay. Yeah, I think, I think we're chin deep in in culture at this yeah. point. I think so. so. I think we've been. Um, I think tonight was a was a good. Uh, you know, it, it was a good kind of follow up after last week. You know, we're so. we're helping everybody learn more about the classical p part of, of rock music. I'm ready to dunk everyone's head straight so, in the water. So if, if we're cultured, <laughs> does that mean we're yogurt now? We are. We well, you know the wow. old saying. That's a good one. Yeah. I didn't. That one. Or we're probiotic or something. Mm. <laughs> Neil? That's a good oh. joke for an intro. <laughs> All right, you can edit this out of you. You know the old saying. <laughs> mm -hmm. No. You can lead a horde of culture, but you can't make her think. Oh. But don't. But I'm boom. <laughs> now I've ruined it. Okay. These, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm off the rails. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to lead us off with a, uh, a catchy and popular TV commercial from the 1960s. Okay. All right. The family sits down for breakfast. Yep. Someone hands the father an empty box of Rice Krispies. Okay. 
The father is played by Johnny uh, Hamer, who was a very prolific character and uh, voice actor for decades. He's probably best recognized as uh, he was on MASH. He played Sergeant Zell Moselle. Oh, yeah. He was the electrician that kind of always got into arguments with Klinger and that kind of stuff. Oh, like the the guy he ran the the motor pool or whatever, too. No, that's a different guy. That was a different guy. Da- Zale? Wasn't Zale yeah. the guy no, who did the motor pool? No. Oh, that, I know who no, you're thinking yeah, of. I can't. Rizzo. That Rizzo. Was Rizzo. Rizzo. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. Zale, you Thank know you. him if Thank you saw him. <laughs> he actually left uh, the same season that Radar left. Oh, Gary okay. Gary left, so he was in there for the first few years. So you know him if you saw him. Yeah. Very prolific. A lot of smaller parts, but yep. he was always working. Um, so somebody uh, hands him a box of Rice Krispies. And it's empty, and he's very upset about it. And he starts singing a song. Oh, my and, goodness. And uh, as the commercial goes on, his mother-in-law comes walking in the back door with more boxes of Rice Krispies. And you get the stereotypical, oh, my God, it's my mother-in-law here. But <coughs> she brought Rice Krispies, so it's kind of a mixed emotion thing. Yes, I remember this. Uh-huh. So this oh is the audio gosh. from that. I'm going to play this first, and then we shall discuss. Mm-hmm. Can I sing along? Sure. <laughs> Great moments at breakfast. Presented by Kellogg's Rice Krispies. Barbara, birthday Kellogg's Rice Krispies. This boy shall come. <laughs> no more Rice Krispies. We ran out of Rice Krispies. My tears will not stop until I hear snap, crackle, pop. My mother-in-law. He's not so lost at this moment. But how long I'll be here. It's her 15th visit so far this year. <laughs> <laughs> Good old school mother-in-law joke. <laughs> you can't go wrong. <laughs> yep. Why can I remember that? But I can't remember what I had for breakfast. That is... Unless Mark you had of outstanding advertising. Mm-hmm. That is that exactly is so catchy. Um, that yeah, it's in the advertising hall of fame, which I didn't know was a thing, but apparently wow. it is. But uh, yeah, people remember that from. I love it. So many years yeah. ago, I actually do remember what I had for breakfast. That it was very nutritious. Mm-hmm. Girl Scout cookies and coffee. Oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember Pagliacci, but I was not around for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Commercial. So, yeah, the tune was taken from Pagliacci, which premiered in 1892. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually a basically a play within a play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pagliacci yeah. means clowns. Mm-hmm. The head, we're going to simplify this to the kindergarten level. So the mm. head clown finds out his wife is having an affair, and he winds up murdering her and the other guy, on stage during a performance. Wow. So it's a play yep. within a play. Um, so the Rice Krispies tune that you just heard mm-hmm. is a tenor aria called Vesti La Juba, and I hope I said that right. <laughs> um, so I'm going to play for you one of, if not the first recording done mm-hmm. of this song, because records were still pretty new. Uh, it's done by Enrico Caruso. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, very, very well known. He was actually called a gramophonist. Uh, these were recorded on a gramophone, and we talked about that a long time ago. Remember, the gramophone was the big funnel mm-hmm. they had yep. to sing into, and yeah. it was a mechanical recorder. That singing into the funnel made the needle wiggle okay. and etched into either the wax cylinder yep. or the wax disc. Um, 
So there was no electronics involved. Mm -hmm. And Caruso had such a powerful voice that he recorded Mm -hmm. so well that he always had work to do. Um, He was actually the first to sell over a million copies that were done on a gramophone. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, This recording, he did three versions of this. He did one in 1902, 1904, and 1907. I believe Mm -hmm. this is the 1907 one. I'm not 100% sure, but it has been cleaned up from the original Mm -hmm. gramophone recording, so the noise is gone, and you can actually hear how well he sings this. So check this out. Amazing. So just to be able to get that recording into, and, you know, props to whoever the engineer was. I cleaned that up. Yeah. yeah. Sound like that too. No. But uh, it's great. And when you, you know, part of the, part of the opera, he starts putting on his white makeup, yeah. clown mm-hmm. makeup. And it's, uh, that's where 
the mm-hmm. Joker is kind of uh, an homage yeah. to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Joker movies are smearing on because he's losing his mind. He knows his yeah. wife is cheating yeah. on him. He's got to go perform and all that. So, And if you see Enrico Caruso, if you see pictures of him, mm-hmm. he actually reminds me of Bobby Moynihan, the guy that was on SNL yes. years ago. Yes, yes. You know, That's what he yep. looks like. So to see that and to hear that voice come out of it, they don't, <laughs> they don't quite gel, no. uh-huh. you know. But um, the bigger question that I know all you guys have right now is, yes. did the Simpsons spoof this? Of course Probably. they did. Mm-hmm. And of course the Simpsons spoofed this. And of course you have the clip. Of course I have the clip. <laughs> because uh, Krusty the Clown found himself in Italy <laughs> oh, yeah. on stage as an opera singer. <laughs> of singing course. Pagliacci, oh. yes. For which he is not qualified to do. Okay. So yeah. this is what he did. <laughs> Then, of course, he gets into an argument. Remember, yes. he's in Italy, yes. and he starts arguing and uh, manages to offend all the Italians in the audience. What a surprise. Yeah, no. w- with this. We call it Napoli. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're all taking a Napoli. <laughs> I know you're out there. I can hear you being greasy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They went there. Uh-huh. They Goodness. went there. <laughs> yep. So that seemed wow. like a good note to end on. Yes, I think so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brian, as always, you bring the culture to new levels. Or it. something. Or there's, something. There's level so much, something. There's yes. so much overlap, you know? There is. So music is mm. universal. It is. More, yep. more culture than a Petri dish. <laughs> <laughs> We're like a big hunk of yogurt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's been left out in the sun too no. long. Yep, there you go. Gosh. Uh, you know, I have Rice Krispies every morning. <laughs> you know, and I now never every realized... time you, every time you eat breakfast, now Becky, you're going to be hearing okay, that. You know what you need to do? You need to do a video mm-hmm. uh, while you're eating breakfast, singing the Rice Krispies, singing that Rice Krispies clip, totally, and then send it to all of us. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I never realized how dramatic it would be if we ran out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you like, have to do the clip. That cannot and, happen. And send it to, send it to well, everyone. You, you, yes. They they do. They still make rice cr- and they sell it at the supermarket. Yes. It's yes. Okay. You, mm-hmm. you can, it's okay. You can. Wow, that that must have been tragic. Everything I mean, yes. will be all right. Right. Such what, a trauma. Can, to, just to talk talk them down off the ledge. You know, they, they, you can buy more. Yes. It's yes. Okay. Yep. Wow. So. I have to. Uh, this was 1964. The it, commercial. It was in the 60s, so it yeah. was played for for many years. So it, wow, it's I on YouTube. It. Wow. And if you want to see the episode of The Simpsons, you know I have that. So <laughs> <laughs> easy enough. That is tragic. No mm. more Rice Krispies. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Proper planning is very important. <laughs> but you, when you send that, you have to send it to everybody, including our beloved Mercedes, yes. because she's not here. And she's going to wonder, what the heck? Yes. And why are you sending a video <laughs> yes. and singing about Rice Krispies? Uh-huh. Yes. You know, when I worked at Glimmer Glass Opera, we did um, Pagliacci and Cavalleria Rusticana um, mm-hmm. when I was working there. So I have seen Pagliacci many, many, many times. Mm-hmm. 
Wish I had known about the Rice Krispies then. Oh, no. <laughs> no. no. The problem is when you know about it, then you start giggling. Yes. You yes. cannot stop. You yes. can't stop. Exactly. I don't remember if I told this here, but when no. I was in college, they, you know the, the song Send in the Clowns? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know it's a shocker. Krusty the Clown sang Send, Send in, in the, the Clown. Clown. Of course. So, and it happened to be on that week in college. We used oh, to no. all get together. Oh, and, watch no. it. Oh, and no. then following that week, you know... Part of going to music school is you uh-huh. have to get on stage and perform. So this mm-hmm. poor girl got up there and we're, you know, we everybody would go to everybody else's performance. Right. And this poor girl, who thankfully I did not know, got up there and started singing Send in the Clowns. And the row of us were all sitting together. Of and course. we had all oh, just no. seen Krusty the Clown oh, no. singing Send in the Clown. So and everybody just... leans forward and looks, you know, you look down the row. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the end of that. And that was it. That, that was, was it. it. Oh, oh that man. poor girl. That poor girl. You just try to stifle yourself while you're, there's four girls up on stage. So, Sing. <laughs> Becky, I can tell you it's best that you did not know about Rice Krispies. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, on another tangent, um, Scent in the Clowns just happens to be one of the pieces we played at Caramore mm-hmm. with the Westchester Symphonic Winds. Okay. And our album... Uh, is available on Bandcamp, hmm. so you can go and hear it. Nice. And right. I did the cover art for it, so go to Bandcamp. Nice. Look okay. up Westchester Symphonic Winds, Pops and Patriots. You'll see it, and then right. you can hear us not laughing while we're playing. <laughs> nice. And Very actually, nice. you reminded me, because we never remind anybody else about our Etsy store, where you can mm-hmm. go get... All your Hudson River Radio customized merch, travel mugs, bottle mm-hmm. openers, all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, head over to Etsy.com and just look up Hudson River Radio and that will come Etsy. up. Etsy.com. Yes. Help keep the studio Hudson going River here. Radio. <laughs> Help keep us mm-hmm. going. Keep us going here. We need Rice Krispies. <laughs> yeah, so, we yeah. do. We cannot run out of them we ever. We cannot. No, we cannot. <laughs> no more. <laughs> all right, it's time to pull the plug. And, I was, I was uh, never called a Rice Krispie, but I was I was called Post Toasty. But that's, <laughs> that's that's a little different. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> all right, thank you everybody right. for joining us here on the Rock and Roll History Show. Um, as always, go check out all the shows we do here at Hudson River Radio. We have something for everybody. You can get all the podcasts on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, wherever you get your shows. Uh, we are off next week. We should be back the following week. Okay. No promises. Maybe I won't come back. We'll see. I don't you know. will come back. Yeah, I'll probably come back. Yeah. We'll figure out what we're doing then. Mm. All right. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we will see you then. Until uh, next time, peace out. Okay, bye-bye. Woohoo!